0: Hello my friends and welcome to the Everyday Budget Podcast. I'm Camille and I'll be your host. Wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in and lending a listening ear. I'm that person who will show up at a social gathering and just start talking about paying off debt. After my husband and I found ourselves with over $100,000 of debt, we knew something had to change. We were not creating a life we wanted. Now I'm on a mission to take that awkwardness out of talking about debt and help you find support and community on your debt free journey. We'll be chatting with individuals who are swimming through the trenches of debt with you from personal stories to deep conversations. We want you to know you are not alone. We dive into all the facets of money and how you can create the life you want without debt. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss the latest episode. And also go hop over onto Instagram and follow The Everyday Budget to build community and stay connected. I would love to hear your thoughts. Also, once again, thank you so much for being here. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Everyday Budget Podcast. As always, wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. This week, episode, we are talking to Amy over on Instagram at Dear Debt, and she is such an inspiration in the debt-free community. She has so much personal experience, and she is such a fun person to have a conversation with. Um, One of the things that we talk about in our conversation today at the end is just starting starting your debt free journey somewhere you know working towards getting a little bit of an extra side hustle you know decreasing your spending starting that budget not delaying it and not you know waiting for a better time for a job promotion or a better paying job to start your debt free journey just start wherever you are and make it happen little step by little step and i really like that she kind of concludes with that so Listen right to the end for her advice on that, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. Hi.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like it's it's just weird. It's opening an Instagram, and I was trying to get it to like open in like the Anchor app. I don't know if it really makes a difference. This is just it's fine.
0: Uh, <laughs> I just wasn't sure if I was
1: doing it correctly.
0: Oh yeah. I'm no. Yeah. I got you. Anyone else how they do it? If they do it through the or the app or the Instagram, as long as we can hear each other, I think it saves regardless so I think we should be okay. I will just I will just leave it as it is. (laughs) I will not mess with it anymore. (laughs) Sounds good. Well the other recording was nice and short. (laughs) How are you doing tonight? I'm good good. How are you? I'm doing great thank you. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come on and chat with me tonight. I really appreciate that. Of course. Awesome so would you mind starting off with just telling us a little bit about you and so we get to know you a bit more?
1: Sure. So my name's Amy. I live in the Midwest. I'm 28. So creeping into 30, which is a little bit frightening, but I'm holding on to the 28 for another two more months. So I am 28. Um, I live in the Midwest with my family. I have two kids and I run a Instagram and YouTube channel called Dear Debt, where I talk about my debt-free journey and all things budgeting and debt-free related.
0: Awesome. And I, I hear you and understand you on that. I'm 29 myself. And I do feel like as 30s approaching closer and closer, I'm evaluating where I am at my life. I, I'm clutching to those tw- late 20 years. <laughs> Seriously, well, I'm like, i like, I'm still 29, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, you enjoy them. They're good years. Um. So what inspired you to start your own Instagram and your YouTube page?
1: Sure. So I started my um, YouTube in December of 2020 and my Instagram in October. So I'm still pretty new to the community, but I had been a part of the community from my personal Instagram for many years before that. Mm -hmm. So I think just being involved in the community and seeing how great of a community it is made me want to do more and be more active in the community on a more professional level Mm -hmm. and just kind of sharing my experience. So definitely just the community was so open and I just really appreciated how just amazing everybody is and and open and honest. And that was something I wanted to be a part Mm -hmm. of.
0: I love it. That sounds almost exactly like me and my like journey to get onto Instagram is more of a finance section of it. Um, What are some of the, like, where are you at your life right now in terms of saving, investing, paying off debt? Where do you kind of fall in all that? Sure. So we, so I read the total money makeover
1: by Dave Ramsey back in 2016. um, And that kind of had started, it kind of had switched my mindset a little bit because I grew up without a lot of financial education.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that reading of that book was honestly one of the first like intros I even got to being debt-free. Like that was something that didn't exist in my mm-hmm. mind. Like that had never been something that I had even thought was possible for me. Like I thought, you know, life with debt was just the way that adults, you know, worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so That was like my intro to it. So in 2016, we, you know, kind of had started playing around with, you know, debt payoff. And at that point, we still had um, consumer debt. Mm -hmm. And so we had started with just paying off consumer debt. And then in 2020, in January 2020, I actually reread the book. Mm -hmm. And I had already been kind of dabbling in the debt-free community on Instagram for a couple of years. And so January 2020 was when I really like took it seriously. And I was like, all right, we are becoming debt-free. Like if it's the last thing I do, like we are serious about this. Mm So January of 2020, we kind of restarted our journey with only student loans. So at that point we had become consumer debt-free back in like 2018, 2019. We had gotten rid of all of our consumer debt. And then 2020, we kind of had revamped our journey, restarted our journey, and we paid off $55,000 last year in 2020. That is awesome. And yes, it was, I mean, it was, it was kind of a whirl- whirlwind year. Yeah. Um, definitely. It was, it was crazy. And we really were like going hard every single month and probably not sustainable, you know, for a long time. And I'm definitely kind of feeling the burnout now. So right now we currently have 54,000 left. So, kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. We started with 132,000, so we're just over halfway. And also, we're working on another goal this year of saving up cash for a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of doing debt free and saving at the same time. That's
0: awesome. I, you, I, when you talk, I feel very relate. Like you're very relatable to my my story. Um, did you like? How are you in terms of like you're saving for this car in cash and paying off your debt? Do you ever feel like, um, do you ever feel guilt when you don't pay off debt? I don't know if I'm getting my question across correctly here, but when you say versus paying yes. debt, do you ever feel guilt for putting that money towards something else?
1: Absolutely. That is like a huge, I totally relate to that because it's such a hard mental switch, I feel mm-hmm. like. Like, to be, especially because last year, I mean, like, we literally had no other financial goals last year except for paying off debt. Like, every single penny, anything we got, like, I mean, I'm talking, like, $11. I mean, that was going to debt. Like, it was no joke. And then to switch mindsets because we were like, okay, you know, my car is, you know, 10, almost 10 years old. So, we were like, okay, we really need to start, you know, saving for a car so that we're prepared because we didn't want to get back into debt, you know, with buying a new car, in a couple of years. And so we were like, okay, we really need to switch the mindset, but it's so difficult to switch your mindset when you're so focused on that. And then, I mean, it is something that we're still working on too. Yeah. I mean, we, we have saved up a little bit, but it's definitely not been our focus still. And so I'm hoping in the next couple of months I can try to like switch my mindset a little bit to be more into the savings section, but yeah, it's totally, I mean, I do feel, I feel guilty. It feels weird. Uh (laughs) Like it just doesn't feel right to, to not be like, so focused on paying off debt, but it is important though, to make sure you're striking a balance. Cause I feel like it's, especially in the community, it can be so like, you know, hardcore on debt payoff that it's hard to see people striking a balance
0: too. Mm-hmm. No, I, that's exactly it. And I like that you have brought that up because I'm in a very similar situation. My husband and I have kind of talked about selling our car and getting a bigger vehicle. Cause we tried to go on a road trip and realized that our car is a little crammed now that we have two kids um, and I'm just like this, I, like we could sell our car and get some money for it so that we could put it back towards the bigger vehicle, but we've been saving and every month. I see the savings for our car go up and our debt. I'm like, we could just put that all on debt, like right now. And he's like, no, we, we're saving for a car. Like we're doing both and finding that balance. Um, and that is hard. Cause I don't feel like that is often talked about as much by people as finding that balance between saving for something that isn't isn't necessarily a want, but a, a need. It can kind of be a want and a need, but it's always pay off debt, pay off debt, pay off debt. So I, I do always feel this right. little sting of guilt when I'm just like, I'm not paying off debt. I'm, I'm saving and it's, it's a want the car is more than it is a need. And it's this delicate balance of that, I guess, personal part of finance where it's like, it's okay if everybody has their opinions. It's really what's best for you and your family at that time.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I feel you with, I have two kids too, and we have a Honda Civic and oh my gosh, cramming two kids <laughs> and two adults in a Honda Civic is like not for the week. Yeah, right? <laughs> it is just like so cramped. And I'm like, I, I need, like I, as guilty as I sometimes feel about it, like, I'm like, I need a bigger car. Like I just, I really do. Yeah. Like I can't do this anymore. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm glad that you can relate to that. Cause yeah, that's kind of exactly where we are. And I'm just like, it's, it's that, balance between is it a need or is it a want? But it's like, I feel like it could be both. It really can be. <laughs> well, and it's funny that we're having this conversation because it's like, you know, some of my
1: friends in real life that aren't like, you know, debt free community members or, you know, not like a part of our little debt free situation, mm-hmm. they're always like, just go get a new car. Yeah, exactly, I'm like right? It's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. Like I I can't take on more debt. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like You wouldn't understand. (laughs) And
0: it's hard to explain that to people. I remember this was four or five years ago. So before I had my first kid and I was on a walk with a friend of mine at the dog park and we were talking about car loans and I just got in our car and I was feeling so guilty about getting a car loan. And she's like, oh, it's just a part of life. You'll have a car loan your whole life. And I remember hearing that and just being like, that can't be true and then like shortly after that's when my brother lent me the book um the Dave Ramsey Total Money Makeover and I read that and I was like you do not need to have your car payment for the rest of your life at this point it had already been past the opportunity for me to give the car back (laughs) so I was now stuck with this five-year car loan but once it got paid off I'm like I am never ever ever financing a car and I've since tried to talk to this friend and be like from that conversation we had yeah you don't have to have a car payment your whole life but she like truly believes that you just have debt your whole life and that is the circle to which you will roll the hamster wheel I guess and there's no getting through to that her brain at this point but it is a very interesting thought when people haven't quite adapted adopted that mindset of you really can live Mm -hmm. without debt like it is not exactly a permanent state but we are definitely marketed and sold like your friends say hey you want a new car go and finance a new car. Why not? Like, you totally can. It is easy. Um, but yeah, I really like that you mentioned that. Sorry, that was a little bit of a side tangent there. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are some of the challenges that you guys have faced while paying off your debt?
1: Sure. So I would say the biggest thing, especially for me right now, is the motivation, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it, Like, especially after last year, just being so like nose to the grindstone, just hundred percent debt payoff and then we started this year and it was kind of like oh like (laughs) I just don't know how much longer I can do this like it's 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 painful and especially when you're sending a lot of money to debt like I mean there are weeks where I'm sending you know seven eight hundred dollars to debt and I'm like it literally makes me like sick to my stomach to even like send those that money and it's like I know that It needs to get done Mm -hmm. right like i know i I mentally know like that this is the right thing to do but at the same time it's like so hard for me to do it sometimes Mm -hmm. and another hard thing that we have gone through is just having kids on this journey i feel like is a little bit more of like a unique challenge and some i mean i a lot of the debt free community members have kids but i do feel like it poses its own challenges just trying to balance like being a mom and you know, being on the step-free journey, it definitely limits me a little mm-hmm. bit more on like side hustle income. And cause I think of like, you know, back when I didn't have kids, like I would be if at this point in my journey, if I didn't have kids, I would definitely be like, you know, working a lot mm-hmm. more, m- maybe even taking a second job. And it's a little bit harder to balance when you have kids. I feel like, and you know, kids are expensive, mm-hmm. so <laughs> they eat up a lot of my money oh, <laughs> every okay. single month that I could be. Yeah paying towards debt
0: <laughs> oh totally I, I hear that how old are your kids
1: my son is six and my daughter is one and a half okay so, yeah yes so a little bit
0: challenging That is. are you a stay-at-home mom or are you working
1: no I work full-time my husband does as well so we're working through the pandemic and that is also you mm-hmm. know of course the pandemic is has been its own challenge as well yeah So
0: no, for sure. For sure. How was it for you? I'm not familiar with what the policies and everything were in the Midwest, but were you homeschooling your son as well then through all of that?
1: Yeah. So for, you know, many months, actually, I think almost most of 2020 from like March through, I think he went back part-time in October. Mm -hmm. So like March to October, we were doing um, homeschooling and I was working from home Mm -hmm. I'm still working from home now. Um, I'm not exactly sure when we're planning to go back into the office, probably in the next few months now that, you know, vaccines are starting to roll out and everything, but, um, and he is back in school now, which I'm very, very grateful for because that was extremely tough Mm -hmm. to have him home and trying to balance, you know, working and having him home and trying to homeschool and, Something I never thought I would do. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how life works out. Like, you know, you know, I would never have thought in a million years that I would be like partially homeschooling my kid for almost a year. Right. But you know, here we yeah, are. Yeah, we all survived. <laughs> we made it, it through.
0: <laughs> for exactly. sure. Yes. I, well, I admire that. That is amazing because I am a stay-at-home mom, and I look at moms like I mean, being a mom is hard, whether you stay at home or you work. I don't think either one is easier than the other, but I remember watching people last year when they were working from home, homeschooling their kids. And I was just like, I have it so easy. It felt like, because I, my kids were too young for school and I didn't have to worry about finding childcare at home and everything. And I was just like, I looked at that for people who were trying to pay debt and balance all of the hats last year. And I like, like, Congratulations that you survived that. That is amazing. Thank
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh my gosh
0: i I mean i I think that all
1: of us. I mean, I'm. There's so much adjustment that had to have been made last year for everyone. You know, kids, no kids, everyone. I mean, everyone went through such a a tough time last year, and I do think it's. I mean, it's been so inspiring to be in this community during that time too, because it's. You know, you see people that are just doing amazing things during such a tough time, and it's so inspiring. You know on all accords so oh seriously yeah yes, it was definitely it 2020 is a year to remember or a year to forget <laughs> not in the best way right I, I don't know that I'm ever gonna forget it no. or want I don't even know no, you don't even know
0: <laughs> it's like you want to remember how strong you came out from being crushed but at the same time you don't want to quite remember the pain <laughs> Exactly.
1: Um, Let's just remember the good things about it. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, that is awesome. So would you mind telling me a little bit about you and your partner in terms of do you share share values when it comes to money? Or did you guys kind of take a while to get on the same page um, at paying off debt and setting all of these money goals for you guys? Sure. So this is an interesting
1: question, too, because I actually hold all of the debt. And so I think that that is also kind of a unique challenge that we have is mm-hmm. that I came, like my husband came into our marriage with no debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I brought in, you know, a hundred thousand, <laughs> which is a little bit, you know, I don't it's, it's, I laugh, but it's like not funny. Yeah. Cause like for a long time, it, it like was really weighing heavy on me, but my husband is seriously like the most laid back person in the entire world. Like he is so incredibly kind and laid back. And he never once like made me feel bad or anything, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was totally fine. But it is like a unique challenge, though, because I definitely feel like I hold a lot of guilt to, you know, bringing this on, us. Yeah. you know, this journey on mm-hmm. us. But I do feel like, you know, it has made our marriage so much stronger. And, you know, it this journey is I can't even imagine how my life would be different if we didn't go on this journey. And as much as I would never wish this much debt on somebody, I do think that it, is like I try to look at it as a positive because I do think it has made us so much more financially aware Mm -hmm. and I can't even imagine what our life will be like in 10 years you know once we're debt free and Mm -hmm. I'm sure that we'll be in an amazing financial position because of this so I try to look at it like that Mm -hmm. but we have primarily always been on the same page financially Mm -hmm. um I handle the majority of our day-to-day finances myself and I basically just tell my husband kind of what the plan is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, he's, he's like super laid back and he's just like, all right, whatever you think is right, you know, do, (laughs) do that. And, you know, we get, you know, we get our personal spending money and that's all he really cares about. He's like, all right, I get my spending money and, you know, you can, I know you're doing the right thing. And, you you know, we do meet, we try to meet like, you know, once a month or once a quarter and just kind of go over like, you know, here's our debt number, here's our savings, mm-hmm. here's where we're at on our goals for the year. And that has worked out really well, just trying to maintain open communication. And, and we do talk about it. I mean, I talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> He listens mostly, (laughs) like, I, I, you know, I don't know. I use, I usually use Instagram more as an outlet to talk about it because it's like my husband just kind of gets sick of me talking about debt and finances 90% of the time, but he's a good sport and listens, but yeah, no, we, we have not had a lot of challenges as far as like being on different pages for debt, which I'm very grateful Mm -hmm. for because I knew that, know that is so common, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he, I mean, we, we know we want to get out of debt and that's, you know, really our main goal right Mm -hmm. now. And everything else will kind of come with time as far as goals go, but definitely on the
0: same page right now. That's awesome. And I think that's really is unique that you say that you were the one who kind of came into the marriage with all the debt. And I think that's awesome that he's never really made you feel like it was your debt. Um, I know Dave Ramsey is a really big um, advocate for like when you're married, your money is like united and things like that um and oh yeah I can understand why you would feel guilty for sure um but that's awesome that when he when you guys got married that was kind of like it's a we'll work on it together thing it's not that's yours and this is mine and good luck paying that off babe you know what I mean I think that's really awesome right (laughs) (laughs) yes I do appreciate that he is a good sport because you know
1: I like I put myself in his shoes and I feel like I would be a little bit, you know, not I don't think I would be like resentful, but, you know, of course, it's kind of like, oh, well, darn it. I didn't have any debt. And now I'm, you know, marrying this person that has so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I came in with six figures. It's not even, you know, like a normal amount. I feel like it's like so much. But, you know, he's always been supportive of it. And I appreciate it because it's definitely
0: not for the faint of heart oh no it's (laughs) definitely not for sure I understand that I mean we got married with our student loans and then together we were stupid and accumulated over 100 grand of debt so it was it's almost um, worse I think when you do it together because then you get to be stupid together and then you look at each other and you're like what were we thinking like what (laughs) so I mean there's always that that opportunity or that scenario too that is not as appealing as I think yours, but <laughs> neither is appealing. I mean, being in debt sucks. Exactly. But it's... <laughs> debt is not appealing at all.
1: <laughs> I don't know where we got off on this tangent. <laughs> I don't either, but I just
0: thinking of that because my husband and I were just talking about this today because someone had asked us how much was left on my student loan. And I'm like, I don't know, like together we owe 40000 And they're like, well, what's your portion of it? And it's like, well, why does it matter? Like, we're not debt free until it's all gone. So I honestly don't know what right. portion of it is mine. I'd have to go look on my spreadsheet. But I thought it was interesting that they cared to know what the what the breakup of our debt was. That's kind of what my train of thought was there. <laughs> right. Um, and I like that. that is strange. Yeah, that is strange. <laughs> but I like that you guys tackle it together and it's yours. And I think that is really awesome righty here. So what are some of the tips that you would give to somebody who is beginning out on their debt-free journey?
1: Sure. This is, I love this question. I get it all the time too. And honestly, my biggest tip is just to start. Cause I feel like that is Something that holds people up so much—it's like—and it did for me too, right? Like I was a part of the debt-free community for so long without actually starting my own journey. Mm-hmm. Like I was just kind of like, oh, you know, someday, yeah. you know, when I make more money, or oh, I can't do that—I don't have enough money, you know—I don't have enough disposable income, or you know, whatever. Yeah. And you just kind of talk yourself out of it, and it's like just just start, like as much, even if you have like zero extra income, like just start, make a budget. Mm-hmm. Start trying to set you know try to increase your income, try to reduce your expenses, just start tracking your spending because I feel like that is the most eye opening thing is to actually you know like I used to think that we spent you know two hundred dollars a month eating out when we weren't budgeting, and we were probably spending like six times oh, I <laughs> I mean, it's like so crazy how you like you don't even know like you don't even realize until you start tracking your spending how much you're actually mm-hmm. spending like it's just is you know you just think oh I'm not spending that much money, but in reality you are yeah. so Just start somewhere. Start with a budget. Start tracking your spending. Start paying off debt, or even just like face your debt. Because for a lot of years, I didn't even know how much student loans I owed. Like I literally just—I mean, it's so stupid—but I just ignored it. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even—I, you know, I would pay my minimum, and I would never log into the site. I would never look at Mm -hmm. it. And I know that that's so common too, especially with student loans. It's kind of like, oh, you just pay the pay the minimum and move Mm -hmm. on. And it's like, Oh yeah, actually you're paying only interest Mm -hmm. and your debt is actually growing. And it's, you know, it's so crazy, but just start, Mm -hmm. start somewhere and also be a part of the community and surround yourself with like-minded people. I know a huge thing that helped me was unfollowing a lot of people on my personal page Mm -hmm. that um, like influencers that kind of were trying to get me to buy things I really didn't need, (laughs) which I think is like a huge tip that I have is just don't be afraid to unfollow people that don't align with you anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of growing too, is like realizing, Hey, I might've liked this person, you know, a few years ago, but they don't align with me anymore. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And just trying to align yourself with, you know, the debt-free community more, because I think that, It's definitely a healthier Instagram um, addiction, in my opinion. Yes. No, I completely (laughs) completely agree with
0: you 100%. I think that is so true because, I mean, I remember when I would start was starting to unfollow a lot of these influencers because you're right, they're constantly promoting something that you're like, I don't really need it. But when you see it 10 times a day, you're like, maybe I do need it. (laughs) And, I mean, they're doing a great job with their job because that's how they get paid, but then you're not really spending your money on the things that you value. And so I think that is really important to unfollow people who don't align with kind of where you are in terms of trying to get out of debt, who are constantly trying to sell you something. So I think that is a great point. I also really liked what you said when you were talking about just becoming aware of your debt. And you talked about going on and just paying kind of your minimums and never really paying attention to that. And it kind of goes back to, I think a lot of people have this mindset that they're always going to be in debt. So they don't really have to pay attention to what the debt amount is, because it's always going to be there. But once you kind of wake up to that awareness of what it is and make a game plan to be like, okay, hey, I can actually pay this off and then start moving forward and towards that. And then, like you said, just starting, starting there.
1: So mm-hmm, I think that,
0: exactly. th- that's awesome. Those like, are so perfect for someone starting out. Is there anything else, Amy, that you would like to leave us with before we kind of wrap up our conversation tonight?
1: Oh, my gosh. No, I think we have covered everything. Awesome. <laughs> and this is such a great conversation. <laughs> it's so fun. I really appreciate you having me. Oh, well, thank
0: you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you accepting my invitation. And where, again, on Instagram can people find you? Sure. So my
1: Instagram handle is debt, right. and my YouTube is
0: dear debt with no dot. Okay. Yes. Yep. Perfect. No doubt. Um, on YouTube. Perfect. Thank you so much again for coming on tonight and we will chat later. Okay. okay. Thank you so much for having Same me. By. Have a great thank night. You. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for coming on to this week's episode of the Everyday Budget Podcast. It was a delight to talk with her and to learn a little bit about more of her journey. She has a YouTube channel um, and I'll link that here in the show notes as well. You can follow her on Dear Debt over on Instagram. Until next time, you guys take care. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that there was at least one positive takeaway for you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, I would love to hear from you. Take a screenshot and tag me over at The Everyday Budget over on Instagram. I would love to hear what you have to say and what your takeaways were. Plus, this helps get this podcast in front of the people who need it the most, who are paying off debt and keeping it in secret with their struggles. We all know talking about money is taboo, and we need to all work together to destigmatize the negativity around talking about money in general. Until next time, you guys, take care.